I have long, long wanted to do something about these two. Something about the legacy they created and the world that they left behind. And the world that still exists because they still exist. And it's just so, so awesome and so cute. And I always wanted to see the old cartoons and the old legacy and work and, and decide and decipher and jump into their history. And yes, they actually have names. And I just recently got what it is. Like their names kind of make sense. So this is the ballad of Thomas D. Cat and Jerome A. Mouse. Get it? Thomas Decat, Tomcat, and Jerome a mouse, Jerry, Tom, and Jerry. <laughs> I just kind of wondered, wondered what the Ballad of Thomas Decat was like. So in its original run, jo- William Hanna and Joseph Barbera produced 114 Tom and Jerry shorts for MGM. From 1940 to 1958. During this time, they won seven Academy Awards for Best Animated Short Film, tying first place with Walt Disney's Silly Symphonies. And a lot of this is just coming back from my notes, because a lot of this I didn't know, and a lot of this isn't from memory, it's just from my notes. And from Wikipedia, obviously, of course. That's where I got a lot of my notes from. So... And it, it, like I said, they tied Walt Disney's Silly Symphonies with the most awards in that category. After the MGM Cartoon Studio closed in 1957, MGM revived the series with Gene Deitch directing an additional 13 Tom and Jerry shorts for Tom and Jerry shorts for Rembrandt Films from 1961 to 1962. Tom and Jerry then became the highest grossing animated short film series of the time, overtaking Looney Tunes. Chuck Jones then produced another 34 shorts with Sib Tower 12 Productions beginning between 1963 and 1967. Three more shorts were produced. The Mansion Cat in 2001, The Karate Guard in 2005, and a fundraising adventure in 2014 making a total of 164 shorts. A number of spin-offs have been made, including the television series The Tom and Jerry Show of 1975, The Tom and Jerry Comedy Show, 1980-1982, Tom and Jerry Kids, 1990-1993, Tom and, Tom and Jerry Tales, 2006-2008, and The Tom and Jerry Show, 2014-present. to the present. The first feature-length film based on the series, Tom and Jerry the Movie, was released in 1992, and 13 direct-to-video films have been produced since 2002, with live-action animated hybrid being released in 2021, the new, hence the new Tom and Jerry movie that came out with Chloe Grace Moretz and... I can't think of some of the other actors, and I apologize to them for them just their names just skipping my brain right now. And I apologize to everyone who's fans of theirs for my their names just shooting right in my head. And, and Chloe Grace Moretz is what stuck stuck in my head.
A musical adaptation of the series titled Tom and Jerry Per Chance to Dream Get Per Chance to Dream debuted in Japan in 2019 in advance of the Tom and Jerry's 80th anniversary. The series features comic fights between the iconic pair of adversaries, Tom and Jerry. The plots of each short usually center on Tom and Jerry's numerous attempts to have the best to, to, to best each other and the mayhem of the destruction that follows. Despite, despite Tom's clever strategies, whether they work or not, determined an energetic mindset, large size, and exceptional overall intelligence. He rarely succeeds in getting the best of Jerry, mainly because of, because of Jerry's cunning abilities, his luck, and his lack of tendencies, and being a bit too reckless. However, on several occasions, they have displayed genuine friendship and a concern for each other's well-being, like has happened several times in the movie. At other times, the pair set aside their rivalry in order to pursue a common goal such as when a baby escapes the watch of a negligent babysitter, causing Tom and Jerry to pursue the baby and keep it away from danger in the shorts Busy Buddies and Tot Watchers, respectively. Despite their endless attacks on one another, they have saved each other's lives every time they were truly in danger, except in The Two Mouseketeers, which features an uncharacteristically dark ending. It is not necessarily one of the most popular of their cartoons. The cartoons are known for, for some of the most violent cartoon gags ever devised in theatrical animation. Tom may use axes, hammers, firearms, firecrackers, explosives, traps, and poisons to attempt to kill Jerry. On the other hand, Jerry's methods of retaliation are far more violent, with frequent successes including slicing Tom in half, decapitating him, shutting his head in shutting his head or fingers in a window or a door, stuffing Tom's tail in a waffle iron or a mangle, kicking him in, into a refrigerator, getting him electrocuted, pounding him with a mace, club or mallet, letting a tree or electric pole drive him into the ground, sticking matches into his feet and lighting them tying him to a firework and setting it off, and so on and so on. While Tom and Jerry has often been criticized as being excessively violent, there is no blood or gore in any scene. And if you kind of think about it, it's, uh, it's an entire, the entire plot is designed around a cat trying to catch a mouse, and has been commonly known, cats are not finds of mouses. That's just common knowledge. People know that. And it's kind of... The way Tom and Jerry was set up and the way it's been created, it's not that much of a surprise that this goes on. You kind of expect that to happen. And generally, there is little, dis there is little dialogue as Tom and Jerry almost never speak. However, minor characters are not similarly limited and the two lead characters do speak English on rare occasions. For example, the character, the character Mammy Two-Shoes has lines in nearly every cartoon in which she appears. Most of the vocal effects for, used for Tom and Cherry are their high-pitched laughs and gasping screams.
Now, getting into the characters, it's very interesting how Tom and Jerry were created and how, where their characters and their characterizations came from. So Tom was originally named Jasper in his debut appearance. Tom is a gray and white domestic short hair cat. Tom is a generic name for a male cat. Like, yeah, a tomcat. He is, he is usually, but not always, portrayed as, as living a comfortable or pampered life. While Jerry is a small brown house mouse who always lives in close proximity to Tom. Despite being very energetic, determined, and much larger, Tom is no match for Jerry's wits. Jerry also possesses surprising strength for his size, approximately the equivalent of Tom's, lifting items such as anvils with relative ease and withstanding considerable impacts. Although cats typically chase after mice to eat them, see, it's quite, quite rare for Tom to actually try to eat Jerry, but only to hurt or compete with him as it as usual in more intimidating strategies just to taunt Jerry, even as revenge, and even to obtain a reward from a human, including his owners, masters, for catching Jerry or generally doing his, jo- his job greatly as a house cat. But by the final fade out of each cartoon, generally Jerry usually gets the best of Tom. However, and that's that's in, that's spoilers, spoiler reviews, uh, spoiler alert. That's kind of usually what happens in the new movie. He, they do cooperate, and they do get together, and they do pull things off that it's hard to imagine they would pull off any other way. But it kind of it, it's Tom and Jerry, and it's very entertaining. It's a very entertaining, very very enjoyable movie. I saw it, and I I enjoyed it quite a bit. However. Other results may be reached. On rare occasions, Tom triumphs, usually when Jerry becomes the aggressor or he pushes Tom a little too far. In The Million Dollar Cat, Jerry learns that Tom will lose his newly acquired wealth if he harms any animal, especially mice. He then torments Tom a little too much until he retaliates. In Timid Tabby, Tom's look-alike cousin pushes Jerry over the edge. Occasionally, and usually ironically, they both lose, usually because Jerry's last trap or attack on Tom backfires, or he overlooks something. In Chuck Jones's Filet Meow, Jerry orders a shark from the pet store to scare Tom away from eating a goldfish. Afterward, the shark scares Jerry away as well. Finally, they occasionally end the... Finally, lost my place, they occasionally end up being friends. Although within this set of stories, there's often a last-minute event that ruins the truce. One cartoon has a friendly ending that has a friendly ending is Snowbody Loves Me. Yeah, Snowbody Loves Me. Both characters display sadistic tendencies in that they are, they are equally likely to take pleasures in tormenting each other although it is often in response to a triggering event. However, when one character appears to truly be in mortal danger from an unplanned situation or due to the actions by a third party, the other, the other will develop a conscience and save him. 
Occasionally, they bond over mutual over a mutual sentiment towards an unpleasant experience, and their attacking each other is more play than serious attacks. Multiple shorts show the two getting along with minimal difficulty, and they are more than capable of working together when the situation calls for it. Usually against the third party who manages to torture and who manages to torture and humiliate them both. Sometimes this partnership is forgotten quickly when an unexpected event happens, or when one character feels that the other is no longer necessary. This is the case in Posse Cat, when they agree that Jerry will allow himself to be caught if Tom agrees to share his reward dinner, but Tom then reneges. Other times, however, Tom does keep his promise to Jerry, and the partnerships are not quickly dissolved after the are pro- the problems are pro- promised to Jerry. He keeps his promises to Jerry, and the partnerships are not quickly dissolved after the problem is solved. Sorry, got horrendously tongue-tied there, as you heard. Tom changes his love interest many times. The first, the first love interest is Toots, who peers in Puss and Toots, and then calls him Tommy. And the mouse comes to dinner. He is also interested in a cat called Toots in the Toot Cat, although he, although she has a different appearance to the original Toots. The most frequent love interest of Tom's is Toodles Galore. Bet you can't guess who that's based on. Who has never had, who never has any dialogue in the cartoons. Despite five shorts ending with ending with a depict depiction of Tom's apparent death. His demise is never permanent. He even reads about his own death in a flashback in Jerry's diary. He appears to die in explosions of mouse trouble, after which he is seen in heaven. The short Blue Cat Blues ends with both Tom and Jerry sitting on the railroad tracks with the intent of suicide, while the whistle of an oncoming train is heard foreshadowing their imminent death. But, like you just heard, that isn't always that isn't, doesn't always come to fruition. And for investigating into their speaking, although many supporting and minor characters speak, Tom and Jerry rarely do so themselves. One exception is the Lonesome Mouse, where they speak several times briefly, primarily Jerry, to contrive to get Tom back into the house. Tom more often sings while wooing female cats. For example, Louis Jordan's, Louis Jordan's Is You or Is You Ain't My Baby. Co-director William Hanna provided most of the squeaks, gasps, and other vocal effects for the pair, including the most famous sound effects from the series. Tom's Leather Lung Scream, created by recording Hanna's scream and eliminating the beginning and ending of the recording, leaving only the strongest part of the scream on the soundtrack. And he also recorded Jerry's nervous gulp. The other reasonably common vocalization is made by Tom when some external reference claims to have a certain scenario or eventually to be impossible, which inevitably, ironically, happens to thwart Tom's plans. At which point, a, be- a bedraggled and battered Tom appears to appears and says in a haunting, echoing voice, Don't you believe it? 
a reference to the to the then popular 1940s radio short Don't You Believe It. In Mouse Trouble, Tom says Don't You Believe It after being beaten up by Jerry, which also happens in The Missing Mouse in the 1946 short Trapped Trap happy, Tom hires a cat disguised as a mouse exterminator, disguised as a mouse exterminator, who, after several failed attempts to dispatch Jerry and suffering a lot of accidents in the process, changes, changes his profession to cat exterminator by crossing out the mouse in his title and writing cat, resulting in Tom spelling out the word out, spelling out the word out loud before reluctantly pointing at himself. One short, 1956 Blue Cats Blue, is narrated by Jerry in a voiceover, voiced by Paul Fries. As they try to win back their lady friends, Jerry was voiced by Sarah, by Sarah Berner during this appearance in the 1945 MGM musical Anchors Away. There's also several other characters, several other characters that, like like you've heard. Several other characters that speak. Uh, I'm going back to my notes here. Spike and Tyke. There are Butch and Toodles Galore. And this Butch is a black cigar smoking alley cat who, who, also, who also wants to eat Jerry. He is Tom's most frequent adversary. However, for most of the shorts he appears in, he's usually seen rivaling Tom over Toodles. Butch was also Tom's chum in some in some cartoons. His friend. Chum means friend. Where Butch is the leader of Tom's alley cat buddies, who are most likely Lightning, Topsy, and Meathead. Butch talks more often than Tom or Jerry in most of the shorts he appears in. Butch and Toodles were originally introduced in Hugh Harmon's 1941 short, The Alley Cat. A lot of other, a lot of the other talking characters, Nibbles, a small gray, a small gray mouse, who often appears in shorts as an orphan mouse. That's Nibbles. Mammy Two Shoes. Mammy Two Shoes is a heavy-set middle-aged black woman who often has to deal with the mayhem generated by the lead characters. Voiced by character actress Lillian Randolph, she is often seen as the owner of Tom. Her face was one was only shown once very briefly in Saturday Evening Puss. Mammy's appearances have often been edited out, dubbed, or reanimated as a slim white woman in later television showings. They should have they should have kept her. That's just my personal opinion. They should have kept her the way they the way she originally was. All of this since her character is Mammy Architect since her character as a mammy archetype now often is now often regarded as racist. And I get that. I get it kind of it kind of is and kind of can be regarded that way. I certainly understand that. She was mostly restored in the DVD releases of the cartoons with an introduction by Whoopi Goldberg explaining the importance of African American representations in the cartoon series. <coughs> Sorry, a pretty violent cough attack, and there's more coming. Bear with me if you can. 
allergies that just out of nowhere they'll they'll just they'll just smack and really hit. <clears throat> Tom and Jerry was a commonplace phrase for youngsters indulging in riotous behavior in 19th century London. The term comes from Life in London or Days, or Days and Nights of Jerry Hawthorne is an elegant friend Corinthian Tom by Pierce Egan. However, Brewer notes there again Brewer, just the word Brewer, no name. Brewer notes no more than an unconscious echo of the Regency era originally in the naming of the cartoon. In 1937, animator and storyman Joseph Barbera began to work for the for the icing animation unit at MGM, then the largest studio in Hollywood. He he learned that co-owner Louis B. Mayer wished to wished to boost the animation department by encouraging the artists to develop some new cartoon characters. Following the lack of success with, its, success with its earlier cartoon series based on the Captain and the Kids comic strip, Barbera then teamed with fellow icing unit animator and director William Hanna and pitched new ideas. Among them was the concept of two equal characters who are always in conflict with each other. And... An early thought involved a fox and a dog before they settled on Tom and Jerry. The pair discussed their ideas with producer Fred Quimby, then the head of the short film department, despite a lack of interest in it, who, despite the lack of interest in it, gave them the green light to produce one cartoon short. The first short, Puss Gets the Boot, features a cat named Jasper and an unnamed mouse, named Jinx in pre-production, and an African-American housemaid named Mammy Two-Shoes. Leonard Malton described, as, described it as a very new, very new and special. That was to change the course of MGM cartoon production. Oh, yeah, yeah, I misread that. I'm sorry, I misread that. Leonard Malton described it as very new and special that was to change the course of MGM cartoon production and establish the successful Tom and Jerry formula of comical cat and mouse chases with slapstick gags. It was released onto the theater circuit on February 10th, 1940, and the pair, having been advised by management not to produce any more, focused on other cartoons including Galloping Gals of 1940 and Officer Pooch of 1941. Matters changed, however, with when Texas businessman well Texas sorry, when Texas businesswoman Bessa Short sent a sent a convincing sent a letter to MGM asking whether more cat and mouse shorts would be produced, which helped convince management to commission a series. A studio con- contest held to rename both characters was won by animator John Carr, who suggested Tom the Cat and Jerry the Mouse. Carr was awarded the f- a first place prize of $50. It had been suggested, but not proven, that the names were derived from a 1932 story by Damon Runyon, who took them 
from a popular Christmas cocktail, itself derived from a 1821 stage play by William Moncrief, itself an adaptation of an 1821 Egan's book of 1821 Egan's, Egan's book titled Life in London that originated those names. So you can see it's all connected to this, 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 this. It's, there's a lot of twisting and I don't know that it's really entirely defined where 100% where Tom and Jerry came from. Although the credit for naming Tom and Jerry was given was given was given to the the person who you was given to John Carr. After MGM gave the green light for Hannah and Barbara to continue, the studio entered produ- entered production on the second Tom and Jerry cartoon, The Midnight Snack of 1941. The pair would continue to work on the series for the next 15 years of, the, of their career. Early into the series, Jerry never started never started the conflict, and shorts typically involved Tom losing in the end. The composer of the series, Scott Bradley, made it difficult for the musicians to perform his score, which often involved the 12-tone technique developed by Arnold Schoenberg. Arnold Schoenberg. The series developed a quicker, more energetic, and violent tone, which was inspired by the work of MGM colleague Tex Avery. Hannah and Barbara made minor adjustments to Tom and Jerry's appearance so they would age gracefully. Jerry went on to lose weight and his long eyelashes and his long eyelashes which Tom lost while Tom lost his jagged fur for a smoother appearance. He had larger eyebrows and received a white and gray face with a white mouth. He adopted a quadruple quadrupedal stance at first like a real cat to become increasingly and almost exclusively bipedal which he is now he's bipedal he walks on his two back paws Hannah and Barbera produced 114 cartoons for MGM 13 of which were nominated for Academy Awards which like you heard earlier rivals Disney's rivals Disney as per standard practice for American animation production at the time Barbara and Hannah did not work with a script beforehand. After coming up with, cartoon, with the cartoon idea together, Barbara would flesh out the story by drawing a storyboard and providing character designs with his animation layouts. Hannah did the, Hannah did the animation timing, playing the music and temporal beats and accents, accents to, the, to the animation action which would occur on and subsequently assign the animators to their scenes and supervise their work. In addition, Hannah provided incidental voice work, in particular Tom's numerous screams. The rise of television in the 1950s caused problems for the MGM Animation Studio, leading to the budget cuts on on Tom and Jerry cartoons due due to decreased revenue from theatrical screenings. In an attempt to combat this, MGM ordered that all subsequent shorts be produced in the widescreen cinemascope format. The first, Touche, Pussy, the first Touche Pussycat was released in December 1954. However, the studio found that re-releases of older cartoons were earning as much as new ones. 
resulting in the executive decision to, to cease production on Tom and Jerry and later the animation studio on May 15, 1957. The final cartoon produced by Hannah and Barbara, Tot Watchers, was released on August 1st, 1958. The pair were the pair were decided to leave. The pair the pair decided to there's a word in here in the notes from Wikipedia that doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm kind of stumbling here. The pair were decided. The pair decided to leave and went on to focus on their own production company, which is now famous and synonymous, Hanna-Barbera Productions, which went on to produce such popular animated series, including The Flintstones, Yogi Bear, The Jetsons, and Scooby-Dooby-Doo! Yeah, one of my favorites. I, I love Scooby. Scooby's an icon. Before 1954, all Tom and Jerry cartoons were produced in the standard Academy Ratio at Academy Ratio and format. In 1954 and 55, some of the output was duly produced in dual versions. One Academy Ratio negative compared, composed for flat widescreens format, and one shot in the CinemaScope process. From 1955 until the close of, MGM of the MGM Cartoon Studio a year later, all Tom and Jerry cartoons were produced in CinemaScope. Some even had their soundtracks recorded in perspective directional audio. All of the Hannah and Barbara cartoons were shot as, a, were shot as successive color exposure negatives in Technicolor. They have lasted. They have Tom and Jerry are a legacy. They have lasted for a very, very long time. And despite, I, I, like I said earlier, I went and saw their movie, and I was very entertaining. It's very entertaining and very enjoyable and a lot of fun to watch. And I just wondered, what was their history? What, what did Tom and Cherry create? What legacy did they create and did they leave? What, who, who were they? It's just really, really interesting and really, really fun and really cool. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for hanging around with me. Stick around for this a little more on the end here. Want to check out the best podcast and best YouTube channel out there? True, true friends of this podcast? Check out Fantastic Cruising over on Apple Podcasts and all your favorite podcasting devices and services. Give them a five-star review. Head on over to YouTube. Look up Fantastic Studios. Give them a five-star review and give them comments. They'll love that to death. They are the greatest podcast out there. Give them a shout-out. go to Vegas, visit the best places all around the Strip and all around downtown, all around the surrounding areas. Check out the best vlogs for Vegas anywhere on YouTube at Brar Frederick over on YouTube. B-R-O-R Frederick, F-R-E-D-R-I-K over on YouTube. Go over to Brar Frederick. Subscribe to his channel. Click that bell icon. Click that Hit those those like those like up thumbs. Give give Brar a follow. Give Brar a look. 
you'll really love what you're seeing. He's an awesome streamer, the best Vegas streamer, and the best thing to watch while you're in Vegas, before you go to Vegas, just to experience Vegas as a whole. Please join me in supporting and giving to the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project. When you donate to the Pride Foundation, you join thousands of supporters building a better, safer, more equitable world for LGBTQIA people and their families. Every gift, whether $1 or $1,000, makes an impact for real people and ripples outward into our communities. There are many different ways to join and help the fight. Also go on to their websites for the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project and donate and help in any way possible. The Trevor Project offers support and help for LGBTQIA youth all over the country and all over the world. Please show them some love and give them some support.